my takeaway for yes. Bucks Celtics is A, I have both overs. Yep. The Bucks won 58 games last year and they added Damian Lillard. They were the 15th ranked offense. So there was meat on the bone for them to get better, and they did. Yes, they're going to get worse on defense, but I don't think going from fourth to seventh or eighth is going to matter when you're going from 15th to top 10 in offense, in my opinion. Um, and just the simple math of adding Dame to a 58-win team is is what I'm doing there for them to go over 54 and a half. The Celtics, best starting five, maybe top six in the NBA. Um that alone has me believing they can um, hit the over on this. The potential for both of these teams to win 60. John, I have some trivia for you. Yes. Do you know the last time the Eastern Conference had two 60 win teams? Oh, I was I was writing about a slightly different piece of trivia um, for, uh, I think, Friday's newsletter, which is that the last year was the first time the NBA did not have a 60 win team for in over 20 years. Mm-hmm. Last time two East teams won 60. Man, that's a good trivia. Question. Can I give, give me one second? Yeah, go ahead. So to be clear, this, is hap- this, is hap- this has happened a ton in the West, but it's, it's happened once this century. So I've, I've now narrowed it down to since 2000. Was, nice. Did the Pacers win 60 one of the years the Heat did? No. Nope. Okay, hold on. Give me another try. Yeah. 56 the year that the Pacers were the one seed, by the way. I feel like which I have then, to go back a while. Which then tells you that the Heat didn't win 60 that year either. Is it going to be something that wasn't Pistons Pacers, right? Nope. They both won 60 in separate years. In separate years, but not in the same year. Not the same year. I am... Oh, wait. Hold on. One more guess. Go ahead. Magic and Cavs? Mm, You're you're close. So you're the right year. No, the Magic won 59 games that year. The Cavs and the Cavs Celtics, and Celtics. Uh, in 2009. And that right. that season, the 09 season, the Cavs won 66, 65 games. 65 that was 66 the, games. That's when That was the big LeBron. Yeah. LeBron winning his first MVP with that roster was his his claim to fame. The Celtics won 61, and then KG got hurt for the playoffs, and they and lost, they lost to the 59 Magic. win teams. Yeah. So we almost had three 60 win teams because there was a, a big drop off after the third best team in that conference. Um, I was curious if it's in play for both of these teams to win 60. I, I absolutely I, think it is. I think it's in play, but I also think because there's, there's a drop off after the third best team. I, I think this is, this is right for 58 and 56 or 56 and 55, but it also wouldn't shock me if this is the <laughs> first time that we get to 61 teams in the East since, since that year. I'll say this. I feel a little, I have Boston as the, the, I have them with a slightly higher win total. I think they'll finish with the one seed. The reason is because let's say one, let's say two of those guys are out. I don't know that I care that much, which two it is. Pick any two of those top six and put them on the sideline. They're, they're resting for a game or whatever, whatever combination of the other four that you have, 
I feel fucking great about those other four. I feel good enough about their infrastructure. The fact that, like, yes, I know they switched around a lot of parts this season, but like, you still got Tatum, you still got Brian, you still. I mean, Derek White's been there for a year and a half now. Um, and uh, you know, like, ho- talk about a seamless fit with Holiday. Harford's been there for a while, and then I, you know, I guess I trust their depth a little bit. We should know. I mean, the, the Bucks are relying on like the campaigns and the Pat Connaughtons and the Marjon Bootchamps of the world, Jay Crowder. Like these are NBA players, um, but I, we'll see. Uh, so I, I think that's where you're, you know, depth is like, there's your under gun to head. I feel better about Boston. And I would, I would go so far as to put Boston as a lock, the top four and a four, 54 and a half. I feel really good about the Bucks. I wouldn't do lock with them. I feel good about the Bucks more than I do Boston because of the health factor of Kristaps Porzingis being right. part of the That's equation. Fair. You know, and I get it. Dame has not like Dame's season was cut short. Although if you believe the lemon meringues of the world, he would have played, but the, I, the franchise decided to shut him down to uh, turn the ignition on the tank. But uh, I, I, I think that's a, I, again, they have Giannis and Dame. That pick and roll is going to be unstoppable. This feels very 2020 Lakers ish. That it's like, oh yeah, LeBron and AD. Why did we not? Why, why did we not think this would be this would work? You know. Let's put it this way. I think both of these teams have the ability to bludgeon opponents to the point where there's going to be a lot of games that they both play. Where oh, this game's over after the first quarter. The difference for me is that I have more confidence in Boston being able to keep the hammer coming down on mm. both ends of the floor throughout an entire game. Whereas I could see the Bucks getting up big and then maybe letting teams back in because like, you know, again, that defense has taken a little bit of a hit. You got, and also by the way, and Zach Lowe mentioned the Suns spot the other day, like without Brooke Lopez, the, not that the defense falls apart, but they are relying a lot on a 36, 36 year old guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, who hasn't exactly been the picture of health over the course of his career? So just throw that in there. That's why I would I would have Boston stronger. Okay, the only other team in the East with an over under uh, total above fifty. Uh, I had him as my third team in the East, uh, and as the Cleveland Cavaliers, fifty and a half. This is tough because I, after all was said and done, I had him at fifty one wins, and the number's fifty and a half. So I obviously would not touch this one. I guess I'm going over. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll go over. I feel okay about it. I don't feel great about it, but I feel okay about it. So we both have three overs to start. There we go. Um, that's, that's a gr- I'm sure those will all hit. <laughs> so I'll say this, the, I mean, you joked about how on, on our town hall about how I'm spending too much time over at the chase down. Um, but I look, look, we dove deep into the Cavaliers getting ready for that playoff series. And we determined they have a really solid core four, as they call it. And then there's a drop off. And if they get anything from their fifth or sixth guy, then the Knicks are in trouble. This could, this is going to be a tough series, but the Knicks will be able to probably bludgeon them with their depth. And what happened with the Celtics, excuse me, the Cavaliers, is that they got one game from uh, Karis LeVert, and then there was a drop-off. They really didn't have a fifth guy to go to. Like, Chetty Osman closed closed the game, and then we named our group chat after him. Um, They replaced Chetty Osman with George Niang or Max Struess, 
some uh, one of which has finals experience with Struis, even though he wasn't great in the finals. Um, I'm buying the the two shooting options that they they were able to find and were able to to plug in place. Uh, I'm buying a leap from Mobley, and I'm I, I think this is a solid over. I had I was working on a the Cavs are the one seed take before the last two weeks happened and the two teams ahead of them traded for, for Dame and for Drew Holiday. So now that that seems silly. I think the Cavs are going to win over 50, like rather easily. They're very built for the regular season and then we'll see what happens in a playoff series. I also agree. They're built for the regular season. Um, Again, would not put this as a lock, feel okay about it. Uh, I do just want to mention that uh, the Cavs for anybody who was like, thinking last year was like fool's gold or whatever. They went 51 and 31 last year. I don't know anyone who doesn't think they got better and they underperformed their expected win total by four wins, which is the third most of any team in the league. Net rating had them as a 55 win team. Their over under is 50 and a half. Again, I, I I'm uh, man. Part of me really does want to say this is a lock, but I, I'm not, I, I'm going to, I'm going over, but um, not a lock. Uh, I'm going to have my first under next Philadelphia 76ers for over under 48 and a half. Again, I don't think I, I'm not locking the under by any stretch, um, but I think so. Here's, here's where the only reason I struggle with this is like, for one, obviously the hardened, we don't know what the resolution is. I mean, at this point, you could tell me that Harden comes out and is a good soldier for 82 games and it makes second team all NBA. I'd believe it. You could tell me that James Harden shows up, plays the first game like his former MVP self, reminds everybody in the league like who he is, and then starts absolutely like farting all over the court starting with game two on. You could tell me that. You could tell me that he's just like, fine. He's like a repeat of last year. He just goes about his business. Like literally, you can tell me everything. Where I feel most queasy, oddly enough, about taking the under is like almost regardless of what happens with Harden. I do think Maxi's going to be better. Like maybe not better, but if he has to do more, he's going to be better with those opportunities. And Embiid is still Embiid, and like the rest of the team is still pretty good. I think Tobias Harris has been underutilized for years, so slotting him if he needs to into that third banana roll feel okay about that it's, but uh, you know and again the number is 48 and a half for a team with the defending mvp going under don't love it but go, going under feel okay about it you know it's funny we had the same process with philly in that ironic no pun intended saying process with philly but we both determined like is there a path to the over that like joel and b despite you know certain critics like is awesome and might be just a guaranteed 50 wins. Nick nurse, like despite a couple down years did win a title a couple of years ago. And he did like, is probably deserving of being uh, a coach with expectations. And like, there's a maxi leap potential and a more utilization, a better utilization of Tobias Harris potential. My pick of the under here is a vote of confidence in James Harden. That he and, and this is I know this is like a, a the, the longest running bit at this point. I'm confident in this man's abilities to fuck shit up. 
as the most but most eloquent way I can say it. Can I'm I, confident he's able to, and look, I even did the calculation of, well, what is and what if he does just show up and say the way I'm gonna take it out on everybody is like average a triple double and yeah. the sixes are the one seed. And I just I'm going off your body of work, sir. And I'm I'm wondering if you're gonna play a, a half of basketball with a cake in your hand. Can, you know? Can I tell you how much more respect I have for James Harden after the Dame thing this summer? Yeah. Like I, I I adore the fact that James Harden, he's not pussyfooting around one iota. At he's all. not he doesn't like it, it care about his legacy. Come on. It, it, like and that's in his mind, like, his numbers common, and his his accolades are his legacy, you know? The common thing about everybody taking the under here is what we're saying that this is a vote of confidence in yeah. James Harden. And we're all like speculate. Like there is a world where when I saw his the the picture that came out of training training camp yesterday, yeah, he's just good. just playing basketball. He doesn't look That's overweight it. or Gives even out of five. shape. Yeah. I just was like, okay, then are we overestimating this? And no, you now have to prove me wrong that no. you're actually gonna play basketball for the team that you said a month ago you would never play basketball for again. Um Okay, so I have Philly on. So so far, I, I my predictions are four for four with how the over under is lining up in terms of my order. Um, I have, but I have Philly a little bit closer to, uh, in terms of win total, in terms of uh, uh, to a group of four, and this. But this is the first place that my order deviates slightly. So next over under, same over under number forty five and a half for both the Miami Heat and your New York Knicks. Um. I have New York uh, literally one win above the Heat. Um, so the, the Knicks number, let's do, well, you want to do the Heat first? Or you want to do the Knicks first? Let's do the we'll Knicks do, first. We'll do the Knicks first. How much let's are we Knicks. talking about the Knicks? Because then this has to be the preview. We're not going to talk a lot about the Knicks. Pod. Let me just say this. A lot of, there are people, many who are listening to this right now, who will look at 45 and a half and they will scoff at it. And they will say that is an insult. I don't think it's an insult. I think this league is really good. And even if the Knicks got a little bit better, I think I do think the Knicks got a little bit better. Um, and you could tell me the Knicks underperformed in close games last year. I think that's a fair argument. You could make an argument the other direction, but I I think it's I think it's a stronger argument that they underperformed in close games last year. Um I think it's the right number. I, I think it's a good number. I Man, it's 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 a coin flip for me. Honestly, I'll go over. I'll go over. I agree, it's the right number. I was not. I wasn't offended by FanDuel or Vegas when I saw the number. I'm also hammering the over. I really I think. Yeah, I think this. The Knicks oh, are 50, wow. the Knicks are a 51 team to me. And I, I'm, Jesus, maybe I'm just buying the Josh Hart version of the Knicks that because like. You'll a lot of people have pointed to the replication of the I mean, Fred, the article he just wrote, the conversation yes. he just had about replicating that offense from last year. I don't think they're going to be a top three offensive rating, but the post Josh Hart version of the Knicks was, was the number fifth, one team yeah. in offense, was the number two team in net rating. And for those that think that or proclaim how inefficient this offense was, 
Seventh in true shooting, seventh in effective field goal percentage. The only teams that I fear that got better than the Knicks in the conference were already teams I thought were going to be better than the Knicks. The teams that I think were around them, one is James Harden, one spent all summer trying to get Dame Lillard and didn't. So can I? I'm hammering you over. Can I get pushed back a little bit? Sure. I think so. The Knicks did a pretty good job, not a perfect job, a pretty good job of feasting on the bottom of this conference. Um, I think the Knicks will be similarly efficient against bad teams, but I think a lot of those bad teams got, got better. Like I think Detroit, like Detroit was like a, a, a doormat for the, it has been a doormat for the Knicks for a few years. Like what if they take a game? God forbid. What if they take two games off the Knicks? Like, is that outlandish to say that? Is it a, I know Charlotte won a game last year. So like, is that outlandish to say that the Hornets? Now you can turn that around and say the Raptors, what the Raptors go three and one against the Knicks last year? Yeah. Yeah. So maybe that flips on. Look, I'm let's move on because we talk about the Knicks enough. But like I think the over has I don't know if I'm phrasing this correctly. I think that over has a chance of making this number look sillier than the under. Like I, I would feel much better about predicting the Knicks to win 50 games than I would predicting them to win 40 or 41 games. I feel more confident that they could get smash the over as opposed to like make the under like go very far under. Does that I make see, sense? I see what you're just saying. Yeah. I see what you're saying. I'm just confidently saying 50 wins. And okay. then if they're okay. wrong, then they're wrong. Like I, I agree that the conference guy, like, like there's a lot of talent in the Eastern conference and maybe they're not going to be able to feast on Indiana or although they did. Indiana is another in, one. They did like, lose to Indiana twice last year. So it's not. Oh, they lost one, once to Indiana. They lost to once, and it was a tanking game at the end of the season. So yeah. during LA this um, week. But the point being, I, I do. I, I think the Knicks. I, I'm operating under the uh, the the world that Josh Hart created when he came here, which was a I, different version of this team with a and, different ceiling. And if we take away those last two games that they didn't care about, it was actually 57. Mm-hmm. Games, I think with Josh Hart, a, a small sample size, but okay. <laughs> 